0: You're listening to this sermon podcast from real life on the Palouse, reaching the world for Jesus one person at a
1: time. Well hello fabulous folks. how are you guys doing? Look how, look how strong I am so strong felt so strong all of a sudden uh, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be here today uh, with all of you. Uh, this is a big day for me personally um, and for our church and uh, the reason why it's a big day is is this day was coming. And I knew it was coming, but I didn't know what I was going to have around me at that time. I'll take you back quickly. Um, April 9th, there was a little water that fell in Moscow. And uh, I had a very important meeting that next morning at 6 AM called an interview with the elder team. And um, I had tons of community come over to our house. And we were fighting off the flood the best that we could. And we only got like an inch and a half of water in my basement. So like what a victory, right? I mean, it's just an inch and a half, no big deal. Uh, I guess an inch and a half anywhere is not good if you don't want it there. And so anyway, uh, we, my community came. We got all our stuff upstairs and, and everything was fine except for the carpet and the pad and all those things. And so everybody started heading out and, and our house was soaked underneath there. And so we started, uh, Carrie and I started ripping out carpet and we started ripping out pad. And just so you know, carpet pad, fully wet, is a little heavier. Um, and so about uh, two thirty, three in the morning, we finished getting the last carpet pads, just threw it in our front yard on our driveway. We finished getting all that out of there and uh, getting all the water up and, I, and dirt and all that stuff. And I go upstairs and I uh, go take a shower. It's kind of funny because I was in water quite a bit. So I <laughs> took a shower. I got, got different water on me. Uh, and, um, and I was getting ready to maybe think about going to bed. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to bed. And I got dressed up. I put on this awesome purplish pinkish shirt. I thought it was going to be real stellar uh, viewing for the elders. And I left my house not sleeping at like three thirty, four 4 o'clock in the morning. Came over here to the North Conference Room and sat there physically exhausted, emotionally exhausted, and I prayed my guts out. And I was like, Lord, I want to be right where you want me to be in the position that you want me to be in. And I hold my ministry still to this day with my hands wide open and know that the Lord could move me or change me or do whatever he wants to do with me. And I want to be wherever he wants me. And so I prayed and prayed and prayed that and the elders showed up at six o'clock. I'm sure I looked great. I'm sure I answered their questions coherently and awesomely. Um, and then they prayed and prayed and prayed and they felt like the Lord called them and told them that that I was to be the next uh, senior pastor at Real Life. And the weight of that is super heavy. I don't take it lightly. Um, And one of my mentors told me that, Josh, you are now at what we call the tip of the spear as a senior pastor. It's different than being an executive pastor or a home groups pastor or any of those things. You're at the tip of the spear. And let me tell you about the tip of the spear, Josh. The tip of the spear is only as good as what is around it. And there are lots of the tips of the spears, as we have witnessed in ministry, that get broken off and discarded, and and they didn't have what they needed around it. And so at that moment, I started praying about what God would have to surround our church to surround us and who we would have. We had a major staff transition, obviously, and a lot of folks were like, what transition? Like, you know, we've had a lot of things happen in the last uh, couple months at our church that are exciting, uh, but challenging for sure of somebody in my role. And so I wanted to uh, officially introduce to you uh, the staff that I believe that God has provided for us at this church to lead us through this next season of ministry. So if our staff members could come on up in the order in which we had uh, agreed upon. That would be great. Or otherwise, you're going to jump around in slides, right? So when we talk about now what, who we are, um, we are built around this group of people that God has brought. And just so you know, from a staffing standpoint, it's interesting because we see the lot of parades of people coming up here. For church metrics, we are slightly understaffed. We are not overstaffed as a church. Maybe you're like, wait, well, in my church of 100 people, we only had the pastor and a part-time secretary. Well, we're different. In regards to that, and so let me go through and introduce all these folks to you so you have a good idea of who they are and what's going on. So this is a fabulous gray family. Uh, there's uh, my beautiful wife, Carrie, Ellie, Jacob, and my daughter Tori. And so Carrie is our women's discipleship pastor. And she has a really hard job. She gets to also be the senior pastor's wife. And she has a really hard job in which she gets to manage <laughs> this project. My wife is a great wife. She's a really good mom. She's a phenomenal women's discipleship pastor. If you've, if you've and this is for real, this is not just a, if you've been impacted by Carrie, just raise your hand. Like, look around. Like, lots of people are impacted. She's one of our best disciple makers that we have. Has a coffee connection going this next weekend. You should go to it. It's awesome. It's in the bulletin. Check it out. But I'm so grateful to be doing life with you uh, personally and professionally. So. Uh, Next, we have uh, the handsome Mike and uh, and, and the beautiful Sherry Hall. And so I got to pick out of all the shirts I have in my closet, Sherry and I went twinsies today. I got the Hope Dealer shirt on, right? And on the back of this shirt, yeah, on the back of this shirt is uh, a bunch of ministries. There's a jail ministry, the prison ministry, celebrate recovery. What else am I missing? Jail ministry. All I say that. (laughs) Counseling. And so Sherry is not an employee of the church. She does not receive any of our tithes and offerings. She has been part of our church. We treat her like an employee, but she is part of Project Hope, which is a separate nonprofit that you could choose to fund that uh, does tons and tons of work. So like CR, anybody love CR? Yeah. Yeah. That's them. So the church provides a facility, but they run on their own budget. So if you're thinking, man, the Lord's calling me to give over and above my tithes and offerings, and I want to give to an organization that's impacting things here as well, there's an option for you. And she does such great work. Thank you, Sherry. Yep. And then we have um, Eric and Mitzi Wright and Macy, the Miracle Macy. Uh, So beautiful. And Eric has been part of our team before I got here. And Eric is uh, with Impact Campus Ministries. He oversees the Idaho and uh, Washington State campuses. I think last, uh, two weeks ago when we had a a kickoff for the college folks, we had, what, over 25 people that signed up to go to be part of it that you're following up with. He manages some care groups and some team, uh, team leaders that are around there. He does tons of work. Eric also is not paid by us. Uh, He is full-time, all-in, but he is supported by people all over the country. He'll go to Oklahoma, where he's from, and do support raising and all those things. And so if you'd like to support Impact Campus Ministries, well, we treat him like staff because he works his tail off like he's a staff member. So thank you so much, Eric. And there's some guy with a beard up here. Um, His name is Marty Solomon. (laughs) And so there's Marty and Becky and uh, Zeke and Abby, Uh, all of us probably, if you've been here for over any length of time, you've been impacted by Marty. You've been impacted by his passion for the text. You've been impacted by Bema and all those things. And so Marty is the president of Impact Campus Ministries. And he has uh, guys like Eric all over the country that he works with that are bringing relational discipleship and real true teachings of, of who God is and how he can relate in their lives uh, all over this country. And so Marty has blessed us with his teaching, his heart and his time and has served this church so faithfully. Marty, we thank you so very much. He's got an Israel trip coming up. Uh, he's got an Israel trip coming up on May 17th, um, and he's taking a group to Israel. You still have a couple spots open? Lots of spots, Lots of spots open. So you want to go to Israel? You want to walk in, in a rabbi's uh, dust for uh, 10 days 12, days, 12 days? 12 days. Sign up for that. It's super cool. Change your life. So um, then we have Jericho and Luke and Athena. 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 And so Jericho is one of our newer staff members at the beginning of this year. She's our receptionist. I don't even know if that's the right word you can say anymore, um, but she's our receptionist. And she's the first face that you would see during the week when you come in here. And she's a, a bubbly personality, a smiling face. She's there. She helps out with our staff all over the place. Our staff can, you know, is, is better because of her. So Jericho, thank you so much. Uh, another new face, kind of new Darby. So this is uh, Darby and Melissa and his girls. Um, and Darby is our home groups guy. And he lives and breathes home groups. He met Aaron at a discipleship uh, 1. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's what I do. And Aaron's like, cool, we should hire you. Um, and so, but, we, but it took about a two-year time frame. And Darby felt like he was called to the Palouse. He sold two houses and bought one in the same week without a job. He knew he was supposed to be here regardless of whether we had a spot for him and obviously I wasn't aware what was going on with Rod and where where God was leading him. And so Darby came in and he he has been in with both hands and feet and he's loving on people and I just thank you Darby for being here and your faithfulness. Laura and Toby and the boys, Laura has held just about every position in, uh, in Known to Man here. Um, she started off with us as a receptionist. She moved in to be uh, an assistant director in the office there. And then as transitions were happening, she had been Rachel's right-hand uh, children's uh, ministry uh person the entire time. And so she, uh, when Rachel was uh, making a transition and exiting, we asked uh, Laura, we're like, hey, could you hold down the fort over there? You seem to know most about it. Could you hold down the fort during that time frame? And she was holding down the fort so well, we asked her, we said, Laura, would you consider being our children's pastor at this church? And she said, let me pray about that she knew the work that it would take. It's one of the biggest volunteer teams that we have, and she loves her volunteers so well. Um, Laura's got a heart. She's, not only is she a mom and a full-time student and a, and a wife uh, and our children's pastor leader, she's got a heart for people like no other. And she knows where anything is at Spence, still to this day, if you ask her. <laughs> Laura, thank you so much. <clears throat> this is uh, Emmy Salisbury, our uh, Life for Youth. Yeah, you guys are supposed to be rowdy, right? Yeah. And so and, and that's, that's her family and John. And so uh, Emmy uh, came to us, and she's been working so hard at loving kids. There's so much in competition, uh, competition for your kids' attention. And Emmy is a follow-up uh, follow of people. She'll go to sporting events she doesn't even like just to cheer on your kids. Emmy loves to serve folks. She's a gifted teacher. She's uh, and, and really her heart to shepherd people uh, is, is been, has been impacted my family's life, uh, but other people. I mean, John and Emmy uh, probably walk so close with Carrie and I. They've been here since the very beginning. Uh, they're some of the first people we met, and they are a true blessing to our church. Emmy Salisbury. We got a duo. We have uh, Brian and Sarah Bretzman. Woo woo. Yeah. You know, the best thing, the kids are awesome. Tristan, uh, whenever he gives his dad a hug, he's like, all right, dad. Like, hi, dad. Like, not a whole lot of people get to give Brian a hug downwards, you know. And you kind of snuggle up into Brian, the best hugger of our church, you know. Um, But um, so Brian has been our men's pastor for a long time. We just never paid him. It's pretty cool. and uh, he'd been working his tail off, and I'd have to reel him back in because he's so passionate about it. Years ago, Brian gave me a letter that he talked about what it would look like if he was a men's pastor and what he would do. And he started doing that anyway without us even calling him that. And uh, recently, uh, one of the best ministry days of my life, um, the elders decided and took a recommendation and said, you know, we're gonna, we want to hire Brian. I asked him, and they're like, we want to hire Brian. So I call up Brian. I'm like, hey, yeah, clap for it, Yeah. Uh, I'm like, hey, I need to talk to you. He's like, all right, I'm over here. I'm at the, uh, of course, he was working at, at Good Sam and he's over there at the at the sewer area, of course, is where Brian and I would love to meet, is uh, working on some sewer stuff. And so I go over there and just pull up there and I get out and we're talking and I hand him this letter. I'm like, hey, you need to read this. And it was an offer letter from the church. And so uh, little Brian Brestman's up there and he opens it up and he starts reading it and his hands start shaking And his tears start falling on this letter that God would call him into something that he put in his heart years and years and years and years ago that he was already doing. And so Brian and I hugged for three, four, five minutes, two grown men out there hugging and crying and hugging and crying because we could see how God had come through and come through in his life. So Brian, thank you so much for what you're doing. Sarah is the glue of our church. She uh, works with, yeah, you guys see how people have been impacted? Uh, She she works, if you're new and checking us out, she's somebody that's going to follow up with you. You're not going to be like, well, they never followed up with me. They never got in touch with me. She follows up with our connection cards and gets those to the right staff members. And she uh, is helping with our, as a connection coordinator with anything you see from up front and when you come in. And her idea for us to be able to donate to other charities when you come in as first-time guests to our church and picking charities up and to look at those different things uh, of how we can be more sticky as a church, to love people well, to let them know that they're noticed and seen and heard. And she is the catalyst behind that. And so we're so grateful. Thank you. Uh, Sonny and Kim Mundell and uh, his son-in-law and his daughter uh, there. Uh, Kim's not here because she's holding the grandbaby. Uh, Sonny's the new grandpa, and we're super excited. So Sonny uh, is, has his master's in pastoral counseling, and uh, he had been a, a teacher for, in Tico Oaksdale, doing great things over there. And we were talking one morning, and the weight of counseling had fallen on my shoulders when Aaron and Charlie uh, went to their new places that they're serving. And I was like, man... I'm not very good at this or licensed. And so um, thought it'd be a good idea. See, smart guy here, huh? Thought it'd be a good idea uh, to get someone that's qualified to, to do that. And so I had been praying about this and I was just sharing some stuff with Sonny and Cam as we were walking out one day. And I get an email the next day. And he said, Josh, since we moved here, I felt like I was supposed to be called into ministry. You might not be aware of this, but I have my master's in pastoral counseling and I had done it for five years back on the West side. And I would love to possibly consider doing that again. Thank you, Jesus. And so as I started circulating Sonny's name around, people were getting so excited. They're like, Sonny? Yes. I checked with Charlie. He's like, Sonny? Yes. And so Sonny Mundell, thank you so much for being here. He does tons of work, right? Probably 10 to 15 counseling appointments every week. Helps over work with our Celebrate Recovery uh, leads and helps work with our uh, benevolence leads. He does so many great things for us. I'm so blessed to have him. And we have our newest member of the team, Sandra. Oh, nope. Sorry. (laughs) Back it up. I didn't say that. We have Greg, our second newest member of the team, uh, Greg and Christina Carter. And so what do you guys think, huh? Yeah. Here's the comments. Here's the comments from all of our worship people as I was asking them what they thought of him. You're dumb if you don't hire him. It's like, oh, okay. Thank you for being transparent. <laughs> um, and so I was in resume, H-E double hockey sticks, uh, seeking for who God would have for us and found Greg on churchstaffing.com. Lord, don't ever make me go there again. And, um, and found Greg there and we talked and we had about four different inter- interviews in the process and they were, they're, they're from Southern California, have lived there. Their house is still for sale there. May the Lord sell it in the next week or so. Please, Father God, we pray for that, right? But they... Um, Uh, they they were in the process of trying to think about even if they wanted to interview for this crazy Idaho church up here. And so we kept moving forward. And as our interview process kept moving forward, we liked them more and more and they kind of liked us more and more. And they came up here and they interviewed and they they had a great interview process. The comments I got was, I don't know if he knows anything about music, but he's a pretty darn good pastor. And then the music geeks were like, he's like the music guru, he does this, he does. Like the music people were jacked up about him because he could speak that language, which I'm like, what? Cords, charge, flows, what? Anyway, um, and he's been such a blessing in, in his family. So they left on uh, August 5th, and one of the best text messages I had received recently was from his wife, and I said, how are things going? How are you guys feeling? And she said, I feel like we have to go back to Southern California to get our stuff because we left our hearts in Moscow. So this is Greg and Christina and, and their beautiful family. We are super blessed to have you here. Thank you. Now for our newest staff member, Sandra Collins. And that's her husband, Dave. Uh, Sandra is awesome. She has come in as our executive assistant. I, the title, we've changed that title quite a few times. But they still do lots of stuff. Which basically, she works directly with Kathy. And Kathy was like, no, I have to have Sandra. And I was like, okay, well, tell me why. He's like, doesn't matter, dummy. I have her. her." I'm like, okay, you're smart. No, she didn't call me dummy, but um, she looked at me that way. Um, But Sandra is coming in and she's helping with all of our uh, uh, executive assistant stuff, all kinds of things from processing offerings and processing um, uh, bills that we pay out, everything, working with different pieces of the puzzle. She can do it all. So we stole her from the city. (laughs) Sorry. Um, But she's awesome. And we're so glad you're here, Sandra. Then we have Kathy McEldry. Kathy is uh, indispensable in, in my life. We've gone through lots of life before we ever even came here. That's her husband, Adam. He's one of my best friends. He is the uh, uh, group's pastor over in Pullman. And then there's Lily and Isaiah. Isaiah is at West Point. Uh, Lily's a freshman. Don't talk to her boys. Leave her alone. I'm watching you. Making sure. Just making sure. Kind of a mean grandfather. Kind of uncle. Maybe grandfather. Well, me uncle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Back on track. So Kathy is our uh, director of finance and operations. She goes over all of our budgeting stuff. She makes. She's also the, the board of director for the mall. And so she oversees the mall that the church uh, gets privileged to run. And uh, she also oversees all of us, our HR stuff here, our, anything having to do with staffing and HR, all of those things, finances. And she is just indispensable. She is the real deal. She'll tell me right to my face, like, no that's wrong. And so I count on her for doing that. And, and she's just a great support person. I couldn't ask for anybody better. Blessings. There's Brent and uh, Darius and Maggie. Maggie plays violin up here when, uh, whenever she blesses us with that. And Brent is our uh, director of communication and our lead editor. So when you get a, the bulletins you have in your hand, this guy. Uh, if there's ever anything wrong in there, which there rarely ever is, because he, he has an eye for detail, signage, different signage pieces that we have, um, our, our website, uh, all kinds of things. Brent does that, and he makes us look good. Uh, if something gets out, and you're like, there's a bunch of spelling errors, and it looks like a second grader wrote, wrote it, that's because I got it past Brent. Um, but usually that never happens, because he's good at that. So uh, very, very gifted man, and he has uh, just a heart of gold. So thank you, Brent. Then we have Gus and Adelie and Judah. Uh, you've recognized Adelie from being up here. She, uh, she and Kelsey and our team held it together while we were waiting for Greg, and, and they're uh, on our team, and they worship so well, and we're so honored to have them here. Uh, Gus had about two and a half jobs over the last uh, year and a half, two years. Uh, we only paid him for one, though. It was neat. Um, uh, but he had just working with Pullman, working, doing all these things, uh, it, it has a, a heart of excellence. So when you see things, like if Gus isn't here, you would know it. Because things wouldn't work right, like lighting and sound and music and, and how things flow. He's responsible for t- stage design. He's responsible for, for creating an environment that we can all enjoy. And he works his tail off here. He'll be here at different hours of the night, uh, always working. But Gus, we would not be where we are without you. Thank you a million times. All right. Thank you, guys. This is your team right here. This is the team. This team of guys got it for us. Thank you. I would like, um, quickly, if JT and Kelsey, why don't you guys come up, both of us, but JT and Kelsey Manning, So people are like, hey, where's JT? What's going on? Did you forget somebody, dude? And so, uh, not really, he still kind of works for us, but he gets a different title on his check now. And so, uh, this is uh, JT and Kelsey, super excited. Come on over, guys. And so uh, Kelsey obviously has been uh, helping us with uh, being amazing with with worship, and she helped us stay together. And JT, how many people enjoy when JT was preaching and teaching and sharing things with us? I did. Yeah. So JT had Sandra's role. Okay, And he got the opportunity, uh, our mall management uh, guy who had managed our mall since we took it over um, was exiting. And so JT's like, I'm pretty gifted. I have, you know, he went to school for a direct communications degree, right? If I remember a communications degree, business, entrepreneurship, anything else you want to add in there? Uh, music, yeah, all kinds of things. and so J.T. applied for to be uh, the mall manager to oversee the entire East Side Holdings and work with the tenants and do those things and uh, wanted a, a different challenge and a new challenge. and so he is not on our, on our staff anymore, but he's still on our team. He gets a paycheck from a different entity. but JT um, I just want to thank you, you've been through the ringer here at this church. you've been uh, around everything you've served so faithfully. and the cool thing about this is JT.'s not leaving. I've asked J.T. to still be on our sermon club team uh, as he gets his feet underneath him and to still help us with the preaching duties. But I just wanted to honor JT and Kelsey um, for being here and for the things that they've done for our church. So (laughs) love you. Love you guys. Love you guys. Love you guys. Yeah. All right. So now what? What are we doing? What does this transition look like? What does it mean to transition at a church? God has been very faithful as we're going through this process. And one of the, the uh, verses that I kind of held on to out of context, is kind of funny, um, was uh, Jeremiah 29, 11. And it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And I have written that before in cards to people, to individuals. Maybe you have too. No, don't be. It's, it's okay. Okay. Um, And I have leaned on that verse for myself. And as I did more study in regards to that verse, I I understood something different about it. And I understood how it applies in community. So it says, for I know the plans I have for, it should say y'all. He's talking about Israel. He's talking about a community, a group of people, not an individual person. So you also, so God knows the plans that he has for y'all real life, right? Plans to declare the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. How many of you want to be hope dealers? You deal hope out into this world, right? You deal hope. And one of the ways that you deal hope in this world is by being in a home group. And so I want you guys to check out a home group video if I can find it. Uh, Check out a home group video uh, about what it looks like to be in a home group. I'm
2: Tammy McReynolds. I'm first and foremost a grandmother of a dozen grandchildren. I have six children and a husband to die for. This year I was invited to a home group that is fairly diverse for age and uh, background. And the couples in this, the families in this home group, invited me because I'm alone this year. My husband was able to get a contract out of town, he's a builder, and isn't home a lot. And it's the first time in my life I've been home alone for an extended period of time. And they noticed that and drew me in. And it is the best thing that has happened to me. They play together, they laugh together. On some occasions, they cry together. And I feel more like I belong to this home group family than any other spiritual group I've been a part of. And I've been a Christian since God made dirt.
3: <laughs> All right, my name is Allison. I am originally from Minnesota, but I'm doing grad school here at the University of Idaho. And I've been going to real life about six months, and I've been in a home group that that amount of time too. That connection's really important. It's just not coming to Sunday and then leaving and then not walking through life with people who understand where you're coming from. So when you come on a Sunday, you don't just come in and then you walk out. You come in, you say hi to people because you've made connections through your small your home group. And then when you walk out, you stand around and my home group and I, we we talk, they make us leave. Yeah, so. in so the house. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm Brian Williams. I've been living in Moscow uh, since 2009. Uh, right now I'm a student at the University of Idaho, studying mechanical engineering. Uh, my wife works in Pullman, and we have three kids. I've been a part of this home group for about two years now. One of the couples wanted to facilitate, and we are looking for some other facilitators, and so my wife and I, we decided to start co-facilitating uh, with that other couple. I've liked being a facilitator because it helps me see into the lives of people around me and even the friends uh, that are around me. And I think it's really taught me to be more open and be receptive of other people's perception of how they see God and also knowing that people are also open to uh, my perception of God and who He is to me.
2: It's interesting what each of us take home from the implications, it's not always the same perception, but it's always really juicy and applicable and um, good insights. And because the age groups are fairly broad in this home group, we probably cover a lot more of that perception and experience, if you will. A grandmother like myself might have some things to say that someone who's just embarking on parenthood Um, might have a different take on some of the implications. So I think it really seats the sermon in our lives. It certainly does in my life.
3: The first hour we'll eat or we'll play a game or we'll just talk and the second hour is talking about the sermon or the topic and then there's this the third hour, that's unofficial. But, and we're always like, let's just, we're gonna end on time this week. And then next thing you know, it's like 45 minutes later and we're still talking. It's like, even though we have that one hour to warm up and then an entire another hour to talk to each other, we need another like half hour, 45 minutes. When we get to that point, we're just, all bets are off. We talk about ridiculous things or really deep things, or it's just really
0: cool to hang out and talk about life. I think it's allowed me to be more more vulnerable in the community with people that I don't have such a commitment to. Like, I'm understanding that it's OK to be vulnerable. I think if you're coming to real life and you're not in a home group, you're missing out on a great part of the community. So unless you have a tight-knit group of people that you hang out with at least once a week and that groups between 8 to 15 people, uh, then cool. But if not, I think a home group is where you can build that community and make your village into almost a city of people that you have right around you.
1: So to be in a home group, that has to happen for, for the plan that God has put on my heart to work for our church, because I'm not going to be entertaining enough to hold your attention forever on Sundays. You need to be plugged in and doing life with people on a, day, on a daily basis, a weekly basis. You need to know what's going on in somebody else's lives. You need to be able to look in their eyeballs and talk to them about it. We need to be as excited about what God is doing in our heart as we are about whoever's playing football or doing whatever the score was, and being in community more than ever. Y'all, all of us, right? So we need to, to, to continue on. And so today is the day to get plugged in. And maybe you've tried home groups before. We'll try them again. We're going to get better at them. But that's the way it works in the Josh Gray World Plan, is that we do life together, and we pour our hearts out together and know what's going on. As I was moving forward in this process of, of becoming the lead servant here, I, I leaned back on different verses in different places of scripture, but it was interesting. One of our sermon club folks brought this to, to my attention, but it's a verse that I had been leaning on, and it's Deuteronomy 31, 6 through 8. It says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. I was afraid. I was terrified. But the Lord tells me not to be. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. You know where God went? He went to Parker, Colorado with Aaron Couch. He's doing great things there. He went to Pablo, Montana with Charlie Couch. who's doing great things there. We're hopefully helping him buy their ba- baptismal because Charlie's baptizing people. Imagine that. Right? And so uh, he, does, he does go with us. He doesn't forsake us. He doesn't leave us. He hasn't left us real life. Then Moses summoned Joshua. Oh, that's good. That fits really well in this analogy. Um, and said to him in the presence of all of Israel, be strong and courageous. And I was like, yes, Lord. For you must go with, with this people into the land the Lord swore to their ancestors, Moscow, Idaho, and the Palouse area. That's what it says, but that's what I was thinking. Um, and, uh, and, and that he gave to them. And you must divide it among them as their inheritance. Hey, guys, I have an inheritance to give to you. The inheritance is that people are permanent. The inheritance is that there's lives and souls all around you, where you live, where you walk, where you where you breathe, any of your, everything that you do, that need you, and they need you to point them to our Father in heaven. Amen. Because they need, they don't necessarily need this. They need this. They need y'all. The Lord Himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you. Thank you, Lord. He will never leave you or forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And I am not discouraged. I am encouraged by what God is doing in this church, by what He's doing with His people. And in Joshua one seven nine it says, "Be strong and very courageous." And I was like, "All right, I'm very courageous." Be careful to obey the law my servant Moses gave to you. Yes, Lord, I got to get better. I got to get deeper. Into the text, I, I want to I obey him. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left or chase this new fad thing here or chase this new fad thing here. Chase this fad thing right here. Because his word, his word purifies our hearts. It lets us know what's to the left and what's to the right and where we're supposed to go so that we may be successful wherever we go and we're successful because of his word. We're successful because of y'all not because of a personality. Keep this book of the law on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything that is written in it. Man, I got a lot of work to do, but I'm going to try. Then you will be prosperous and successful when we keep God at the forefront of our church. When we keep God and his perfect will, what he has for plans for the church, then we will be successful and we are successful. Have I I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Guess where God is? He's with us. So what are we going to do? Where is God taking real life? On the Palouse. We have a bunch of new staff members. We have a a new lead servant. Where are we going? What are we doing? We're going to go ahead. I got this. Here's the new vision. We're going to reach the world for Jesus, one person at a time. Yeah, yeah. We're going to make biblical disciples in relational environments like home groups. Yeah, it's totally wild. I know you guys are like, wow, that's insightful. And here's what we have to remember. That we all need to trust and believe that God will do his part. God will do his part in the story of real life Moscow. God will, God will do his part in the story of your job and your life and your family. And he's in. He's, he will never leave you and forsake you. Do you believe it? Three of us, right? But like most of us, we're trying. We want to. I, and that's, it's a joke, but it's not a joke. Like I want to believe it. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm forsaken. I feel like he forgot me. But then you realize he didn't leave you. You return back to him. You recognize him. So God's going to do his part. Amen? As a staff, the people you saw up here, we will do our best to ensure that we're doing our part. Well, what's our part? Our part is to equip, encourage, model, to be disciple makers, to be involved in home groups, to be doing all these things that we're asking you to do. We're not going to ask you to do something we're not willing to do or aren't doing ourselves. That's unfair. That's hypocritical. So we're going to do our best to equip The kingdom, and that's one of the big messages that God put over for me is like, don't worry about who's coming and who's going and who's gonna leave and not gonna leave because you're there and who's all those things. Take care of the people that we have brought to you. I was like, Yes, Lord, what an honor. How do I take care of them? We take care of people by equipping you, making sure you know it's your part. So real life as a church body, y'all, we gotta do our part. It's not just about one guy up here doing his part or a team doing his part, it's about all of us doing our part. As God leads us. And so you have a part. Do you guys want to know what your part is? I would. Like, what is my part? Your part is to be fat. We're like, yeah, done. No. What do we mean by fat? Of course it's an acronym. I'm not calling people fat from the stage. That would be bad. Right? You need to be faithful. Faithful to what? Faithful in your time and God's precious word in his text. You need to be faithful in your prayer life. You need to be faithful with fasting. You need to be faithful with worshiping our father in heaven, not just on Sundays, but that was awesome. But be faithful to worship him and acknowledge him all the days of your life. Be available. Be available for what? Be available to be generous with your time by serving this is your house. You own it. Kind of. We have a mortgage on it. We all own it together. <laughs> Us and the bank owns it. No. It's our house. So we take care of our house. We pick up trash. We see things. We love it. We take it. Do you, do you, have you ever been to houses that aren't taken care of very well? What do you think of their owners? And I don't have to show pride of ownership. Do you have pride of ownership In the name of real life and what you're doing out there, because your house extends bigger than just a building. You have pride of ownership and how you treat people and how you love people. Available, you be generous with God's money. Who gives you your money? It's God's money. What do you want me to do with the Lord? To be generous with it. So we're going to continue to be generous. We got plans. We're excited. You know, the the daycare is getting ready to to launch here soon, we hope. And we're excited for that to happen. They're just waiting on some different permitting and stuff. And you know what? I'm going to ask you guys to step up and let's give them a little gift, a little boost to start more than just a facility. To be generous with our money. How about to be available to be discipled? If you're called to make disciples, you should be one before you make one. And so are you available to be discipled? And in turn of that, are you available to disciple others? And it should happen within your own family and it should happen within your community, maybe even in your home group. To be teachable, teachable to what? I have this, and none of these things are things that I, I don't get to escape. I live by these as well. To be teachable to what? To follow God as he guides you in his text and in his prayer and worship and fasting. To be willing to let God and his people make you into fishers of men. Matthew 4.19 is the definition of our definition of a disciple. Come and follow me. Don't fan me. Don't be like, yay, I'm a fan of the Seahawks. Yay, they're doing good. Aren't we doing good, guys? Right? Right? No, you're a follower. There's a difference between being a fan and a cheer, cheering on of something and to be an actual follower where you're involved in it. it's immersed in your life. You're, the smell of what our church looks like comes off of you. And then you have to allow yourself to be made. And how would God make you? Well, he can make you in just direct communication with him. But do you think possibly that God chooses to make us by our relationships with each other? Love, mercy, grace, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. To who? To each other. Have mentors. Have mentors. Do you guys know who Bruce Buffer is? Bruce Buffer. He has this famous saying. He does a lot of UFC stuff. And I, after I had been, uh, been asked to be the senior pastor of this church, there was this plaque that was on my desk that somebody dropped off. I think I know who it was. And they wrote on it simply, it says, it's time. It's time, Josh. The Lord is with you, Almighty mighty man of valor. It's time. So if you kind of, your hearing's kind of messed up, be careful because I'm going to get loud in just a second. But Bruce Buffer would say, it's It's time! This is the main event of the year. This is where we're kicking off. And in this corner, a kingdom of priests, y'all. 900 followers of Jesus. Their fighting style is praise, text, fasting, and prayerful jujitsu. Yeah, that's you, right? And in this corner, uh, the trickery of the world, the fallen angel of deceit. His style is lies, manipulation, pride, and envy. (laughs) Boo. It's time. We're not in transition. We're already growing. We didn't take a break from the summer. We just kept right on going. God has his hands on this church. And what is it time for? It's time for us to love our community even better. It's time for us to be even more generous, to be more excited about what God's got going on in our lives. So if you're going to serve communion, please head on back and grab that communion. Uh, If you're new with us, we just hold it and take it uh, at the end if you're a believer in Christ. If it's not something that that you uh, subscribe to or you want to find out more about what this Jesus thing is or this crazy guy on the stage, uh, talk to somebody else. No, uh, talk to us. We'd love to talk to you about how Jesus has changed our lives. And we'll hold them all the elements and we'll take it together. Let me tell you where I feel like God's got us going as we get ready to rumble. Because there's a fight. We already know who won, won. we just don't know how beat up we're going to get on the way. Jesus wins. God wins. The story's already over. Just what part do you get to play in it? So here's where we're going for the next... uh, I'll give you a little preview of where where we're going sermon-wise and teaching-wise. By the way, you guys know that boundaries class? Yeah, you can't get into it. It's already full. How cool is that? And people want to dive in and understand what boundaries they cross. We had an awesome men's breakfast yesterday. We had steak, like 90 of them. Did we have... That was pretty delicious. Thank you. We had an awesome men's breakfast and guys are fired up and excited about doing life together. Um... So where are we going here? What's the future look like for real life? Um, obviously, we're going to be focused on getting folks connected into a relational environment and home groups. Please, I'm asking you as the lead servant guy, please choose to get connected into a home group. Yes, yeah, so you're not going to make every single one of them. By the way, mine doesn't last three hours. Mine's like an hour and a half. Like I walk out the door at 8.30, I leave. I usually, and sometimes people want to hang out, but I kind of like, hey, if I'm leaving, you should too because I don't want to burn out, but some groups are awesome. Some groups want to hang out even longer and can do that, but they're not all that way. They're different. And you can check out home groups during the season. And you're not going to offend anybody if you're in for a couple weeks and you're like, not for me. And you move, and that's not that, you can't say community is not for you because then you'd be kind of defying what this says right here. But you can say that particular group is not for me and try another group. But here's where we're going. So next week we're going to talk about the biblical foundation for relational environment how it's pasted all the way through the text, and what is God trying to tell us through here about how we are to interact with his text, his word, and his people. And then after that, we have a four-week sermon series on our basic share, connect, minister, and disciple, and we're going to teach you how to share your story. We're going to equip you to be able to know that your story is good and your story matters, and it can impact and change somebody's life if you're bold enough to share it when you get asked. We're going to talk about connecting and what it looks like to connect here and what it looks like to connect out there. We're going to talk about what it looks like to minister to people and be ministered to and minister with. And we're going to talk about what it actually looks like when you have the smell of discipleship coming off your body. And then after that, we have a five-week sermon series on the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I found out that like somebody's like I've never heard of that one before. I'm like I might have just bit off something way more than I could chew here. But I have an awesome sermon club team, and we're going to understand what the Holy Spirit is—God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit—the Forgotten God—and we're going to understand how He's interacting in our lives. And then we have Advent, and then we come back and we're having a three-week sermon series on uh, shame, guilt, and conviction. And I'm going to have experts, I hope, and a panel of experts of doctors who understand the clinical part of shame, and a panel of, hopefully, an experts of the text and how the text tells us to deal with shame, and what does it look like, to, what's the difference between guilt and being convicted, and so we can have a clear understanding of that. Won't that be great right after Christmas and New Year's? You're like, man, we made all these resolutions, right? Maybe I'll be back up to like 250 by then, but I'm still going down right now. No. No. Um, yeah, a bunch of people hold me accountable. You'd be seeing me like getting ready to eat a hamburger, and I'll just get tackled at a restaurant. Just like, no, Pastor! You know, <laughs> slapping it out of my hand. Right? We're helping you. Um, and then uh, we're gonna have a series called Detours, and we're gonna look at some uh, biblical characters and where they detoured from their faith, and then how they came back. Because how many of us have detoured? Yeah, I detour right? And uh, then we're going to have the final countdown. Uh, I'll sing that for you guys later, later, better. But the five, five events that lead up to Easter and different pieces of the puzzle of, of where we see uh, Resurrection Sunday coming. And we're going to do an awesome parenting and grandparenting and being a parent series after that. And so that's how far we're planned out. It's four or five weeks after Easter. Are you guys excited about that? (laughs) Sounds like a fun thing to learn, right? We're going to be equipped and we're going to grow. So as we uh, move forward in, into our time of communion, you know, sometimes this time is a time where we're uh, somber. But to me, today is a time of celebration. And I want to celebrate what the Lord has done in this church. And I want to celebrate that we have a Father in heaven who loves us, who knows what we need, who takes care of us, and he knew we needed this. He knew we needed his body. So as you take this with me, the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread, and we had given thanks. I often think about, what did he give thanks for? What was he thinking? What was he giving thanks for? He broke it, and he said, this is my body. It's for you. It's for y'all. Let's remember him. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup. It's the new covenant. In my blood, do this. Whenever you drink of it, let's remember our Father in heaven. Lord, I just thank you for this time. I thank you for what you've done. That it is time. You have us. You do not leave us. You do not forsake us. You tell us that over and over and over again because you want us to believe it, Father God. So even when we feel lonely... You speak to us. Even when we blow it, you put people around us. Because you have declared that we are your treasured possession. Lord, that the souls on this earth are permanent. Help us to treat each other that way. Help us to treat people that aren't even here today that way, Lord. That we would be a light. That people would be drawn uh, to us, but through through, through us to you. We want to represent you well, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thanks for checking out this message from Real Life. You can find out more about us by visiting liferotp.com and connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, have a great week.